and welcome back to the Making Madden podcast. I'm Tom Lischke, franchise producer, and with me is Andre Weingarten, franchise designer. In this episode, we will talk about weekly strategy, the new way to handle your game week preparation, and how dynamic game day impacts franchise mode. So let's get into it. With us today is Larry Rehart, one of our designers. Larry, welcome, and thanks for being a guest on today's podcast. Hey, thanks for having me, guys. Excited to be here today. Yep. Yeah, thank you so much for joining us. And weekly strategy is i guess we should really start with what is weekly strategy how does it differ from what has been in madden past and just in a broad overview what is it yeah so we've gotten a ton of feedback over the past several years now about how the old game plan system that was in franchise for several years about about it being stale and boring it was kind of the same thing over and over again you do your stick drill get gold and then you'd sit it and then <laughs> out. it just wasn't a fun experience there wasn't uh, a ton to do from week to week. It really didn't tell you much about your upcoming opponents either, which is a huge part of what a, a coach does in real life. So we just, as a group, we wanted to rethink about, you know, what does an NFL coach have to do from week to week? We came up with the weekly strategy, which consists of a game plan feature, consists of uh, a new fatigue system, uh, and another couple new things with some talents that we'll talk about later on as well. It's worth taking a pause here and pointing out that that Larry's one of the the heart and soul authenticity influences on the team. So really coming at it from that, what, what's on a coach's mind is there as he or she's going through this and what choices do they make and how do you want to run your team? If we, if we take even another step back, and I think we've talked earlier in the podcast about getting that weekly loop in to get away from just like the only thing to do in franchise is win a Super Bowl. Well, no, you got to win the week and to win the week, you got to know who your opponent is and make that really, uh, different from every other week of the season. And we talk about it all the time, like for as a Packers fan, I know Bears week, even as a fan is different than Vikings week or, you know, all that stuff. So just really kind of seeing how that differentiates. Absolutely. So winning the week, how does that change with weekly strategy this time around? I know game planning, it didn't have a lot of downside to it right it was just kind of a straight benefit when you ran certain things how does weekly strategy change that dynamic yeah and this is really the the, the core of this feature it's week to week is a different experience and that's a that's a whole theme through man nfl 22 tied into the dynamic game day feature that the gameplay team is working on every week is is different like who you play where you play when you play all that matters with the weekly strategy feature this year uh, and starting specifically with your game plans. Uh, when you first go into strategy, you're going to notice your game plan is on a uh, on the defensive game plan side of the ball. You're going to be looking at the opponent's top threat. So say you're getting ready to take on Lamar Jackson, you're going to see him with some very specific next-gen stats about how much, and, and, and you know, his case, he's a big-time scrambler, right? So that's probably yep. something you don't want to worry about. So you're going to see how often he scrambles, his averages yards per carry, his touchdowns, so, and then each of these game plan focuses uh, carrying over in a game. We touched on earlier about, you know, doing the stick drill, you've got a small ratings boost. But this year we wanted to take it a, a step further and the gameplay guys are going to talk about this and break this down even more. But we've added some pros and cons to every game plan focus. What that is, so, hey, you want to slow down QB scramble, right? That's something you want to focus on. Well, you know what? You're going to actually give up something else because your team is, is queuing 
on slowing down the kiwi scramble, well, that means you know you're going to get better contain. You're going to get specific AI gameplay behaviors that carry over the game, out, along with some some ratings boosts. We're going to get better contained. You're going to get support branching out of sheds for defenders so they can break out faster. Uh, their pursuit for spy players is going to be a little bit better. But the opposite thing is you're going to lose out on pass rush because they're they're not as concerned with getting to the quarterback fast as they're worried about him breaking out. So they're going to be a little more hesitant. And the QB is going to be a little bit more accurate in the pocket against you since you're, got, you're not trying to close him in. You're giving him time to set up and throw I like how much more personal it becomes. I mean, that's a big thing. Like, it's not just team to team, but it's weapon to weapon, really, right? Like, Lamar is a big part of what I have to deconstruct. And and it's just a lot of choices. We hear it all the time. The choices that are made going into that week, it's taking away what somebody does well and force them to live with their second and third options, given the ability to do that on a strategy level. Making it more straightforward. I think that I think a lot of people who really had that understanding that were core players could make some roster adjustments or make some adjustments to their setup that would let them approach it like that. But it's just largely inaccessible to a lot of the gamers. So just trying to get that in their hands and make those choices just more straightforward and routine week to week. Absolutely. And then on top of that, from Madden history, right? Pass commit and run commit, it's kind of, they've always been those double-edged swords that if you make that decision, there was always a downside to it. Same thing with the coaching adjustments. And now this is taking that, to the next level with your entire strategy over the course of a week, which I think is really cool and adds a layer of, I mean, especially if you're playing maybe a multi-user, right? And a multi-user league where you're facing someone who might have a multifaceted team and you think, okay, I'm going to try and limit him in this one aspect. Well, what if he comes out and he's throwing all over the field from empty on you when you're planning to stop the outside run? Well, you're going to be in a lot of trouble. The follow-up is, is there any way to, correct course if let's say you make the wrong decision to start again. yeah absolutely we've added a new halftime adjustments feature as well so that if something is happening just like you're saying you plan for them to stop the run and they came out and just totally went against what they've been doing all year and they're doing something different and attacking you a different way you're going to be able to make that adjustment at halftime and, and choose a new focus same thing works the other way too like as a, as a user you might be very successful and build up a big lead so the second round, you might want to, you know, gear on running the ball or something, changing it up so that you have a better opportunity to run out the clock. Vice versa, if you get a big lead, you might, you know, be a little more conservative in the second half and want to defend a deep pass. Given that ability to change during the game, I think will be a nice new addition as well. Do you get the same amount of boost for the halftime adjustments as you do for the regular week? Yep, yep, everything will be the same. Uh, another really key aspect of this, and we didn't talk about it yet, is the new play call, game plan play call tab that we're adding to the game. And our gameplay guys have, have hand-tuned, basically, and went through and tagged specific plays for each of the focuses. There, there's six focuses for each side of the ball, and each of them have a subset of plays that will show up in the game plan play call tab. Say that five times fast. Uh, they will <laughs> in-game, and then for you to get these boosts and bonuses, you need to choose one of those plays. So it kind of counteracts like you can't just call I want to stop inside run and then come out in quarters and dime and be able to stop inside run because those are not the correct plays so it's just kind of ties in with what happens in real life so if you're you got to pick the right plays that match up with whatever focus you select one of the things I mentioned earlier is we, we made it a little more accessible for a lot of gamers to, to make some choices and operate at a high level I think that 
doesn't mean that we're going to take away strategy. Like if somebody knows all the things they used to be able to do or can do right now to enact their strategy, that's still there. It's just, you can make all the choices that you're able to now, I think, or, or are there things that we've kind of de-emphasized or, or is that all still there as well? No, everything is still there. You can still run your offense the way you've been running your offense for years. It just gives you more options to, to kind of focus your, your, your practice and training for the week on something specific for that game. Yeah. And that's why, that's one of the things I like about the features we're doing this year is we've added this layer of accessibility and it's kind of power made easy in terms of running your franchise, but we still let people who are like really hardcore franchise users who understand all those systems, they can still get in there and twirl all the small dials to make those micro adjustments to their franchise. That's, that's all still sitting there. You talked a lot about the game plan and the pros and cons of it, but you also, at the start, you mentioned something that I know a lot of people, their ears perked up on. That was the player health, the fatigue system. What is that about? I mean, that's something that as a franchise faithful, I've been asking for something along these lines for a very long time. So hearing that, I'm really intrigued. Yeah, this is what I'm I'm really excited about. And I think our team is in general. For years, we've kind of, like you're saying, didn't really have a any sort of progressive fatigue system. Fatigue throughout the season is a factor. And that's just not what happens in real life. I mean, the NFL, again, it's a long, growing season. Like, now they added an extra game, too. <laughs> you know, guys aren't too thrilled about that. But it's just something that a coach is going to have to deal with and what they have to do weekly is is figure out the right balance between how hard are we going to practice guys this week versus getting guys the proper rest so they're ready to go and be close to uh, full fatigue levels for the next game. Yeah, I think load management is a thing that we hear now that, you know, when I watch football for longer than I care to say out loud, and that was not a thing anybody even talked about 15, 20 years ago, at least not that hit my radar, but now it's a thing that's just a constant part of that conversation. Yeah, I mean, guys were running the ball 350, 400 times a season. If you see guys over 200 carries, they're a bell cow. <laughs> so, I mean, yeah. A little different. Yeah. But exactly. another part of how the fatigue system works is early in the season, your players aren't going to fatigue as, as quickly as they do later than the year. So it's kind of, again, representing and simulating how a season is a grind. Each day, you have a daily recovery of your fatigue levels where I'd say in the beginning where when you play matters and where you play matters. So if you have a short week where you're going to have to, you know, manage your team a little differently than if you're coming off a bye and you have more recovery time. Uh, if you also have a short week and playing on the road, that's the worst case scenario because you actually deduct a day if you're for road games of fatigue recovery because it's simulating a travel day. You hear about those, you know, teams coming west and playing those one o'clock Eastern games and what a struggle that is and vice versa for teams going to the West coast and having to adjust their body clocks. And it's just a different kind of thing you have to deal with throughout the season. And another kind of chess match type game that you can do during the, the week to week strategy. So how does that manifest during the game itself? Right. Uh, obviously you have to manage those types of things throughout mm-hmm. the course of the season. And, but what is my penalty if I don't? Yeah. So we're adding this new like fatigue degradation system. What that means is, say you come out of the game at 90%. Let's say Derrick Henry had 27 carries, had a really big game. He might be at 90% come out of the game. So depending on how you manage his weekly reps and everything and, and the intensity, how hard, he might only start the game at 92% because you kind of kept going. 
So that means he'll start the game at 92%, and that's his max uh, fatigue level for that particular game. And those are going to affect his ratings. You know, it could be a little bit of a speed because when guys start to get tired during the game, they're not able to run as fast. It might hurt, affect his carry, might affect his injury. For defenders, it could be their pursuit rating, their tackle rating. So it's going to affect specific ratings per position depending on what these fatigue levels are during the game. If you just sell out and say, I want my players completely rested each game, what, what do you give up? Yeah, and that's, that's part of the new pros and cons with the, the fatigue system and the new options that you're going to have there. Uh, you can choose the practice intensity, which is full pads or half pads. The pros are full pads. You're going to get more game boost, uh, the ratings boost. You're going to get earn more XP. But if you do uh, half pads, you're going to get less of a ratings boost, less XP, less of an injury chance. So if you're doing full pads, that's the other big kind of con to it is there's a slight chance we've introduced this new feature, which I'm sure is going to be very polarizing practice injuries. It's something that happens in real life. I mean, it, it's yep. terrible when it happens, but we saw what happened to Teddy Bridgewater a few years ago to Sean Watson. These guys, you know, blew up their knees in practice. And it's unfortunate. Uh, we're not going to have any crazy, like long season injuries like that. There is a chance if you're going full pads and full reps that you might have one of your guys go down for a week. That's the, the pros and cons for that. And then the reps, they're all defaulted to starter reps. Like real life, the majority of the starters are going to get all the, the main amount of reps. But you can tune it per position. So say you want, like Derek Henry, for example, say you want to scale back his reps, you can put split reps and let him split reps with the backup, or you can just let the backup take the majority of the reps. So then that'll increase his fatigue recovery. And also, you know, he'll have no injury chances but he won't get much game boost or XP for that week. So there's a lot of different choices you have to make. It's exciting to play with and try to figure out the, you know, the best way you want to do it from week to week. How much recovery can a player get in a week? It depends on what you pick and how many days are between the game and then where mm-hmm. they play. So all of those factor in. There's a set amount yeah. you get per day, and then everything okay. else, other choices, the schedule and all that you know, affect how much you get. By the way, you, you threw a word out there earlier, polarizing, just so a little lesson for listeners of the podcast, regular listeners. Uh, if we ever use the word polarizing, that means some people hate it. Some people like it. Some people hate it. Some uh, people love it. And some yeah, people you're right, will turn right. it off <laughs> because of it. Like you said, that we did add a setting for that. So you can turn that off. We've also added a setting so that if this is a little bit too much for you to do from week to week, that will let the CPU auto-manage all these reps for you in intensities. Yeah, there is default, and you can let, just let it run. I think for myself, I'll actually play around with it a little bit just because I don't have to go actually into practice now to earn my XP. I mean, that's one of the compliments of the system is to make room for the, the system in the weekly loop. That's where we backed off of requiring you to go into practice to earn your XP, right? Yes, that's a good point. We removed all the drills. Like I said, the, the stick, the stick drill goal uh, that I always used to do, Sim, those are no longer in there. You can still do the tutorials. They're in the front end if you still want to go do those. They're not completely out of the game. But for the weekly strategy, there's no playable forced content that you have to do. The open practice is still there. So you can still go in the lab and do all that, which we couldn't take out. We didn't want to take out. Uh, but yeah, you don't have to do the forced drills anymore. Uh, another key part of this, too, uh, just like real life, everybody practices. So everybody is going to be getting, you know, XP or game boosts and fatigue hits or gains. 
So that's a big change too. Whereas last year you only got two positions that, that got the XP boost. That is awesome. I think for a lot of people, that is a monumental change. I know that I always made really tough decisions of which position groups am I going to try and really increase over the course of the season? Which one are, am, am I going to essentially let sit by the wayside and, and hope that I can mitigate them on the field themselves or, or do it through performance? And some groups really suffer for that. So I think this is going to be that's probably my one of my favorite additions of this. I mean, overall, this is this is an incredible feature and, and a totally different lens of how we've looked at it. Talk a little bit about the team profiles. I, I know you just mentioned the the XP, but from the actual, what does that look like? And just go from there. Yeah, so probably the third screen that you're gonna have you you'll have available to you with the strategies called the team profile screen. The first part, just like last year with the focus players, you could choose three focus players to earn extra XP. Uh, but we've added three additional slots that are tied to staff talents. And Andre, I'm sure you <laughs> talked about that, I believe, already in an earlier podcast and really exciting new feature. And, you know, it's cool that we're able to tie the two together. I was a kid in a candy shop when I when I saw Weekly Strategy for the first time. I'm like, oh, so we're keeping focus players, huh? Can we uh, add more of them? <laughs> that's awesome. But yeah, that's definitely a cool unlockable option there. There's also uh, a new selectable weekly game plan goal uh, that ties into awarding staff points. You can unlock more points towards unlocking the focus players, but you'll have a range of you know kind of easy, medium, and hard type goals that each week you can go in. It's like, all right, I'm playing somebody. I, I really think I can shut them down this week or I can – get five sacks and I'm going to pick this goal this week. Or So there's a, there's probably about eight different goals that you can choose from, from that range from easy, medium, and hard. We'll pick those for you if you want, but you can always go in and move it around and see one that fits your play style or make some choices uh, yeah, to, to tweak it around. And that's a good point. All these things, they'll be defaulted to have be set for you. So you don't, you're not forced to have to go in there and set these every week. If, if you feel like you just want to get to the next game, Everything's going to be selected for you. You'll have a goal. Training will be picked. The game plan focuses. So it's nothing that you have to do. It's just more of if you really want to get in in there and and make all these changes. I think that was pretty much a concerted effort for us as a franchise team this year, right? That we didn't want to make you engage with any of these new systems, even though we think they're really strong and fun and entertaining. If you want to, you can. But if not, we've given you the opportunities to not sacrifice the experience by not doing it. Yeah, and I, th- I think you can kind of turn them on one at a time if you want, like go deeper one at a time and get used to one new system and then take on another one and then take on another one kind of as you go through it. It's not all or nothing with all the new features. We'll, we'll onboard you kind of gently to it, I think. Absolutely. So I have one more question before we jump into the mailbag. How does the team profile or the, the weekly strategy showcase a another user, right? Talking about how, how do I make an informed decision about what my opponent is doing? Yeah, that's a great question because uh, I wanted to go back and touch on the, the play calling tendencies aspect that we didn't mention before. Uh, but yeah, especially in these cloud leagues, when you're playing your buddy online, you want all the information you can possibly get. So we're, we're trying to show off your opponents, his or hers, tendencies as far as their run-pass ratio. So you're going to see stats about just where they rank for on each of the game plan focuses, where, where they rank in amongst the rest of the league on you know yards, points per game, their run-pass ratio. 
And then along with some very specific play calling tendencies for four different situations, uh, first and 10, second, medium, second and long, and third and long, you'll see the percentages of, the, of their top four concepts that they call. So that'll give you kind of a snapshot overview of what, okay, this guy on third and 10, he really likes to go to verticals or whatever, you know, likes to call for whatever it is. You'll have an idea going into games like, okay, I got that little, remember that going into game and something that you can, like I said, take over in a game with you. And that, and that Actually, dynamically updates every week, right? Yes, it'll update for games that are played. One of the fun things that Andre and I had been talking about maybe earlier in the cycle is as we get a little deeper into player personnel and scouting, the opportunity to spend some energy towards uh, basically scouting the other NFL opponents, like that part of the, the whole scouting decision and the power of your franchise. I don't think we've gone too far into it there yet. A lot of it's just automatically done for you via game planning, but there's some fun areas I think to explore around that whole area going forward, either adding to talent trees or having some information that you have to work to unlock, et cetera. Pro scouting is such a massive part of evaluation in general. I know we haven't really scratched the surface on that yet, but it is definitely something that we're considering. And if yeah. it's requested, we can always prioritize it higher. We kind of added it through the weekly strategy, which is kind of in a blunt force, turn it on. But we'll be watching to see what people use, what people react to, what they like, what they want more of. Certainly will be part of that discussion. Or do you gamify any of it so that you have to kind of earn it or unlock it? as you go. So if they want that, but you know, that'd be one of those things that we could certainly put on choices and commissioner tools or whatever, like how much scouting is available in the league. And then how much do you have to go through a, through a gameplay mechanic to earn some more or whatever. Larry, I have a question for you uh, in all of this. How hard has it been to tune the kind of the, the fatigue and stuff like that? That one, that system just seems like yeah. a beast to me. It is. Yeah. It's still ongoing. Obviously we're, we're trying to get as many of our QA plan and we're playing as much as possible. We've, yeah, for sure. And, and it's just, I expect that it will be perfect. We're going to do our best. We've got the tunables in place so that if there are some, some minor things that we'll, we'll be able to correct it. But I think right now it feels really good, you know, trying to balance the right amounts for when you sim versus when you actually play and the carryover from game to game. And then, the, like I said, the week to week recovery. So it's been a challenge, no doubt, but it's been a fun challenge because like, it's something that we've been wanting to get in for years and we've never really had a, a system like this before. So that's exciting. What kind of feedback will you be listening for from gamers on the tuning around it? Like if you hear this, it feels good. Like what's, what's yeah, just, just around if, you know, players just are, are so sluggish or something in game where they can't perform like they, they normally would when they're not, when they're fully fatigued or if the fatigue rates are too quick and too fast, they feel like, Hey, I'm in the second quarter and Derrick Henry's gas and he doesn't come back into the game. Stuff like that. Yep. No, that makes sense. Let's jump into the mailbag. We have one quick question to go over from last week that we just wanted to clarify. We mentioned poaching of coaches and I just wanted to clarify on what we meant by that, that for poaching of coaches inside of coach and owner mode, we will be following normal NFL rules. So you cannot poach someone's head coach and make them one of your coordinators, nor can you poach someone's coordinator to become your coordinator. They can only be an upward movement in terms of poaching. So let's say you had a head coach opening, you would, as an owner, you would be able to 
poach an offensive or defensive coordinator to become your head coach from another team. That's the only way that would function. But into the mailbag, talking about weekly strategy, you kind of touched on it, but what happens if someone's fatigue hits zero in a game? It should not get that low. If, <laughs> if we're tuning properly, there shouldn't be anybody at zero because they'll come out of the game before that. When they come out of the game, what happens, right? Like, let's say a guy's exhausted and he comes out of the game. Mm-hmm. How does that function work? How does he get back onto the field? Yeah, and that's uh, kind of what the fatigue degradation is all about and that as his levels go down, he won't, if he starts the game, like I said, at 90, throughout the game, he probably won't ever be able to get back up to 90. Even after halftime, guys are still, they played a half of football. So they're not going to be completely fresh as as when they started the game. So, but there is recovery between plays. Uh, There's recovery, you know, when you're choosing a play, a play call, there's constant fatigue recovery happening, happening throughout the game. Uh, But obviously the more he's off the field, the faster he'll recover. The next question is, does the CPU use the options given to the user? So I guess that would be in terms of their practice strategy, in terms of their game plan. And if so, how do you know what their game plan was? You don't. Just like you wouldn't know in real life, right? You don't know what team until they start, you start playing. And it's like, oh, they're really throwing deep on me today, you know, out of the blue. Uh, But yeah, they are picking... Uh, all this stuff and doing all the same management in the background. But yeah, like you don't really know what their game plan is they're picking. Okay. How does your game plan relate to the opponent, which is more along the lines of if you pick a game plan and you don't pick what they're strong against, right? Let's say Mm -hmm. you have a, using Lamar Jackson as the example, Mm -hmm. let's say you try to stop the deep pass. Do they get an advantage in ratings or are you just at a disadvantage in that situation? If they are running the football, like Lamar Jackson. Yeah, if we're running the football, yeah. I mean, if you're playing the deep pass, that's one of the disadvantages. Your, your secondary is slower to react to running plays. So absolutely, mm-hmm. if, you, if you're focused on that and a team comes out running the ball against you, yeah, they're going to be like you, you told them, hey, when you pick the play now, right? This isn't yeah. if you pick a, a standard, you know, run-stopping type play, then it's just all regular behaviors. They're going to get their boost, the blocking boost on the other side of the ball. So they might have a little bit of an advantage, but yeah, if you're picking, like I said, a quarter deep pass preventing type play, you're not going to get the support of uh, having run support boost, so to speak. Gotcha. So I got one for you, not my own personal mailbag question. So for you, Larry, what's your, what's your favorite offensive strategy and defensive strategy so far from on the list? What's your kind of go-to? You know, honestly, I've been mixing it up. I've been trying to, play like uh, a real life coach would, you know, I forgot to mention earlier, we're not, we also show a bunch of team specific stats that can kind of really help, you know, identify something that you want to try to go after. It's also when you're on your defensive game plan, you're trying to stop what that your opponent's offense is good at. That's what you're trying to do. You're trying to help slow that down. But when you're in your offensive game plan, you're actually looking to attack what they're weak at. So it's kind of the opposite. So you kind of look in each week, each team is a little bit different. You know, the example I say is we've been using the Bucks Chiefs Super Bowl all cycle as our as our kind of our our mock of like we're going through this and what the Chiefs would have done differently, so to speak, if had they been uh, for the Super Bowl and defending the Bucks, playing Tom Brady, he was number one in the league in, in deep pass rate. 
which, you know, at 43 is still insane. <laughs> but uh, so you would want to defend that, right? You want to stop that deep pass there because he's number one in the league. But again, on, on defense, they're very good at pass rush, right? They're yep. sacks, they're fourth in the league in sacks. They're number one against the run on inside run. So you want to attack them with the short pass where they were, I think, 31st in the league in yards given up. So yep. those are the type of things each week you can kind of see those stats and figure out, okay, this is what I want to go after. So I've been trying to do that. That's a nice part of the new hub that kind of brings that information to you. And once you go a little deeper into the into the weekly strategy and the interface that we've got set up to share that info, it's it's a little different than that deep scouting to me. It's like that high level yeah. What's the characteristic of that team that I'm about to play and make sure when I make those choices, I have that info to, to take a peek and have a meaningful decision there in front of me. Absolutely. Cool. I, I guess the Packers were playing short pass in the NFC championship game. But, uh... <laughs> you know, we talked about the, the one week injury is losing your left tackle for one week due to a practice injury uh, against the number four yeah. pass rush team. It turns out that has an impact. Like Andre, Andre, you might have been playing left tackle for the Packers that week. I can't quite remember who was on the field for us. Yeah, I'm, so, I'm still feeling the the ramifications from that one. Uh, all of Wisconsin is feeling the ramifications. From that <laughs> all right, thank you so much, Larry, for joining us, and thank you for joining us for the third episode of the Making Madden Podcast. Make sure to check back next week when we'll dive into a ton of changes around the season engine a brand new franchise hub and introduce you to the newest member of the franchise team. See you then.